Welcome to What Shall We Say to These Things. I'm TJ. And I'm MJ. And this is your low-key ghetto Bible study. Yes. <laughs> so, um, we finally started Ruth last time. Um, we finished chapter one, and we're heading straight into it. We're halfway today in yeah. chapter two. Yeah, because Ruth only has four chapters. Yes. Okay. So, uh, just a reminder, we will, we're will taking suggestions for what to study next. So, this is, at the, point, this is the point where we would have usually asked you to pause say a prayer before we get into it okay so tj take it away all right so roof chapter 2 had about has about 20 22 23 verses 23 and so for our first portion of review we're going to be looking at verses 1 to 13 so it starts by telling us that naomi still has in-laws um there's a particular man who is from the clan of Elimelech. I love that name. Elimelech. Yeah. Elimelech. And his name is Boaz. Um, and Ruth gets Naomi to agree to let her to go to let her go out in the fields and pick up leftover grain during the harvesting. And so Ruth goes out and she ends up in one of Boaz's fields. And at the, the this particular day, Boaz is just coming from Bethlehem. And he gets to the field and he greets the harvesters with a blessing, which I thought was really nice, right? He greets them with a blessing. And then he asks, who does this young lady belong to? And they, the overseer responds and tells him, this is a Moabite who came back with Naomi. And he adds that she came and she asked to glean behind the harvesters. And she's worked from morning and she's only taken a short break for shelter. And so Boaz goes up to Ruth and he speaks to her and he tells her to stay in his fields. To stay with the women working, the young ladies working in his fields, um, and follow the harvesters closely. And he's warned, he tells her that he's warned his workers not to interfere with her, not to hurt or harm her, and that she could also drink from the water that is being stored for his workers to use. And Ruth responds to this, you know, this, his, I don't know what to call it, his announcements, his statements, by bowing with her face to the ground and asking, why is he being so kind to her, a foreigner? And Boaz tells her that he has heard of everything she has done for her mother-in-law, that she has left her parents and moved to an unknown land, and he tells her that the God, or may the God of Israel, richly reward and repay her for what she has done. And then Ruth says that she will, she hopes she will always find favor in his eyes, and she has been put at ease because he has spoken to her kindly, like one of his servants. Even though she's not one. You said that last part, and I, like, honestly, I don't remember reading that part at all. Mm. That's her response. Yeah. Okay. So. Unpack. Time to unpack. Yeah, let's talk about it. So, one of... (laughs) And we had a conversation about this when we first started reading Ruth. Mm -hmm. And this gave this chapter... This, the whole no, story, book, it yeah. go whole, but particularly this chapter, gave me very much Hallmark movie vibes. <laughs> right? um, at the beginning of this chapter, we are introduced to Boaz before he even makes an appearance, mm-hmm. right? um, before he even has his scene, mm-hmm. before, you know, we, we just given his background, his context in the whole situation. And I was just like... Mm. <laughs> mm, we are meeting the characters at the beginning of a movie. Yes, yes. very much Hallmark. Um, so that was one of the things that stood out to me. me. Um, the second thing that stood out to me was that 
either this was a very very close-knit community which we we kind of get the feeling of from chapter one when naomi mm, comes back yes. and everybody's so excited to see her and everybody mm. knows who she is or there was something about ruth's appearance that um sold her out as being someone that boaz did not know oh okay because okay. he greets his workers and then like, immediately he's that? like and like this leads to my third point right because mm. he doesn't say who is that he says who, who does she, she belong, belong to? to which for me gave me very big patriarchy like um oh, why are we okay. as, why are we identifying a woman as who she belongs to but i guess like it could also be cultural because at the beginning of this chapter we identify Boaz as being a part of the clan of Elimelech. Oh, so it might just be, this is just how we we talk about people as who, which what part of the family, they whose belong, family they, they they're from, okay. whose family they belong to. But I yeah. was, I was, when you said that, I was thinking that what he meant was she was, she was a servant. Mm-hmm. And so whose servant is, is she? Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah. But still, it seems very, it, it, the phrasing belong to still mm-hmm. seems very it makes me uncomfortable yeah, I feel yeah, it I feel yeah. it yeah. I, yeah I think it's I think it's a thing I don't, I don't want to say like it's feminist but like there's been this strive and drive for women to be identified as individuals and not, not as so and so's daughter and so and so's sister or wife well not mother. sister but like like mother or you right. know they're yeah. just people right we yeah. want our own identity so right. I think that's that's part of why it it kind of tickled me the wrong way um because he could have just asked who is this I've, I've never seen yeah. her before yeah. who is this? Um, but he asked who does she belong to and I guess like we're saying it could be just cultural. the cultural context yeah. of identifying people mm-hmm. right um but yeah, yeah. my points actually started with um Ruth um, we find out that she she tells Naomi, let me go mm-hmm. and um and find stuff for us to eat, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was not a, a like she came into this relationship not expecting for Naomi to provide for her. Okay. Like yeah. that for her to pick up and decide, let me go on and find food for us. It's not that she was like, Okay, Naomi's going back home, the famine is over she'll take care of me it's a i i'm going to do what i can for this this woman that i love i'm going to do anything i have to to provide for us Mm -hmm. and i thought that was that further establishes this loyalty this dedication this bond that um these women have and i i i really admire that and and i guess it's part of it is that she's a younger woman in the situation as well she may be the one in a position or with the health and the ability to work and well, yeah, and and she like she went ham. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. yeah. She yep. she like my my words for her are industrious. She's proactive, mm-hmm. and she's dedicated. She spent a whole day working. Like she takes mm-hmm. a few breaks and she just head down, and she's like, I'm going to get this food for me and Naomi to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I think my points in relation to that are at the end of the. The uh, second, the second part. Of the okay, 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 okay. Um, I like that Ruth has a reputation as well. Mm. I like that. Um, you know, Boaz, he they they just tell him that she's the Moabites that Naomi uh, that came with Naomi, but he knows all that she's done for um Naomi. She mm-hmm. everybody knows that. Um, 
she left her family. She left her family behind, and um, everybody knows that that's a sacrifice and mm-hmm. can appreciate that. And so, I like that Ruth. Um, yeah, she has a reputation already, a good one, mm-hmm. and um, people admire her, admire her yeah. for that, and recognize it, and um, we can see her receiving favor because of it. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, it's particularly because, like, I don't know, like. I just generally got the vibe throughout the Bible that the Jews and the Moabites were not necessarily, not necessarily on the best terms, but like they were like um, Gentiles and mm, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so it was interesting to see them embrace. And but that that was another thing I was saying is like nothing has changed. The fact that she keeps saying, "I can't believe you showing this kindness to me, a foreigner," mm-hmm. and. Um, the fact that she can expect to be treated poorly mm-hmm. and with disrespect and the fact that he has to warn his men, don't touch her um, because as a foreigner, she might not have the right to be protected. It's just mm. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Humans have not changed. Mm-hmm. Um, my next point, right? It was something... It made me think about parents, right? Mm-hmm. So... They refer to everybody younger than them as a young man, young woman, right? <laughs> um, or a, a, a boy, or a girl. <laughs> and so for me, the fact that he referred to her as a young woman was telling for me about his age. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it it's it's it set off the re- the not the red flag, the signal for me that this is an, an older, older person. person. Okay. Um, because like we have no we have no actual context of how old Ruth actually is, mm-hmm. but just for him to refer to her as a young woman means he's an older person. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. So I thought, like, I laughed at that. Okay. Because um, it, it just reminded me of our parents. Like, they talk about, a, I've always talked about a young man. It could be anybody <laughs> from a teenager to somebody who's well, you know, yeah. well yeah. into their age. Um, as long as the person is younger than him, it's a young man. Yeah, man. yeah so that was interesting for me. Um, my final point in this part for me was and you mentioned it a while ago was that Boaz saw it, saw it important to tell his male workers not to interfere with him and I think for me it had a couple of it was a couple of things that like for me it was kind of sad that he felt that he needed mm-hmm. to warn him because like it, it was a possible outcome if he had not warned them that they would have interfered with her but on the flip side I think it was like he he and it's interesting because, like, oh, we 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 miss that part. Like, we miss that conversation. Yeah. He just he tells her he's already told them. The, I've been I was reading ahead in Ruth, and like, that's jarring for me. That that happens a lot. There's um the like Ruth and Naomi will have a conversation, and they'll leave a part out of it because when Ruth is relaying that part to Boaz. Um, instead of writing it twice, mm. so it looks like it's a like a, a writing. We'll tell style. you later. We'll tell you later. Right. Yeah, you'll yeah. find out later. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was interesting because the w- the way it reads in the beginning of the chapter is just that he says um, he greets he them. greets them. He finds out who she she is and he immediately goes to talk to her. Mm. But based on this, we're finding out that he has a conversation with his male workers and mm. then he goes to talk to her. Okay. And he tells her, "I've already told them to not interfere with you." Which I think, you know, I appreciate that. As yes. a young woman, um, 
you know, who I, I, I wouldn't have to go gleaning in any field. <laughs> Maybe not. You know, possibly in this lifetime. But just to think that here is this individual who just out of admiration for what she's been doing, um, out of respect for her, out of kindness, mm. is doing what he can to protect her. Yes. Which we appreciate. Yes. Also, big Hallmark vibes. We mm, appreciate. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, is there anything else that I have? I like, I like Boaz's interactions with his employees. Mm. Like he, the blessing in the beginning, um, and the fact that it looks like he provides meals for them mm-hmm. and, and drinking water. water. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I think there's a sense of respect because he tells them don't touch Ruth. He tells them um leave um this that's have we gone that's the next part yeah. okay yeah but he te- he gives them instructions mm. and they follow mm-hmm. and I think that's a healthy work environment right. yeah exactly yes, yes definitely which is telling of what type of employer he is and the type of person he is and we we appreciate that yes definitely definitely. As our main love interest <laughs> in the Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, they're setting the tone for us to like To root for guy. him. Yes, yes. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, I didn't talk about this, but in her hardworking and industriousness, I see selflessness in Ruth as well. Um, because, like you were saying, Naomi's an older woman. She may not be able to like this would have been backbreaking work mm-hmm. right you're in the sun and um she, and as possibly a, double the right mm-hmm. um picking stuff up um and then lugging it and carrying it and to um i get you get the feeling that ruth may not have had to do much work prior prior mm. you know as a wife you know like not this kind of work mm-hmm. she didn't have to provide for herself in the way the that society was set up her husband would have done the work and provided for her and so um to and and you also imagine that in choosing to come with Naomi she anticipated that this mm-hmm. was something that she would have to she do she would have to do and so you that just she would have to be the provider right mm-hmm. so you just you just seeing the um the selflessness and the it's like, and we continue to see it. It's just this like blind trust and faith in in Naomi and the belief that she needs to take care of her in okay. that sense. Yeah. Okay. And like, I feel like, well, I think that's a relationship thing as well. I was saying like, I feel like that's an a, approach all young people should have towards the the elders like mm-hmm. the people in their lives the their parents their, um, grandparents. their grandparents but their in-laws <laughs> yes yeah exactly but i don't i don't know that it can come that easily if there's not that um relationship yeah, yeah. yeah i understand it, it would require another level of sacrifice and selfishness and like just pure heartedness to do it mm-hmm. without the, level the relationship. relationship yeah so let's get into the second part. So we're looking at verses 14 to 23. And so basically it tells us that at mealtime, Boaz goes a step further and he invites um, Ruth to come and eat with him and his workers. Mm-hmm. And she eats her belly full and she has some leftover and she stores that away. Mm. And she goes back to work right after um, she's done eating. And Boaz tells his young men to not disturb her as she collects. 
if she comes close to them like don't half her don't mm. reprimand her and that if they can possibly go as far as to drop some for right. her to collect right and Ruth works until the end of the day and then she beats out the sheaves that she's collected and they give us a, a measurement of how much she's collected so I had to go and find a conversion to mm. modern day um, modern day weight and they sing it's about 33 liters what? How many? I I'm your water bottle is a liter. Okay. So the what? weights. Your water bottle full is a liter. Oh my goodness. So thirty three of those, full. That's how much grain how, she uh, collected. Okay. How many liters in a gallon? You and, don't know. You know you're asking okay. the wrong person. Okay. Right. But thirty. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Right. Um. I can barely carry my water bottle. <laughs> right. Um. And then she goes home. Because so, she's beaten out all the, the sheets. She, she's, she's collected her grain. And she goes home. And she shows Naomi what she's collected. And then she also gives her the leftover food she had. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and Naomi is like, What? <laughs> oh, where did you work? <laughs> Who, whose field were you in? Like, mm-hmm. what, what's happening? What's, what, what went on? And um, Ruth is able to tell her, I worked in Boaz's field. Mm-hmm. And... Naomi's response is to praise God for his kindness to them, mm-hmm. for his goodness to them. And she explains to Ruth Boaz's connection to the family. Okay. And she tells her, um, Ruth tells her that Boaz said she could work in his fields, stay until- with, with his workers until the end of the, har- the harvest. Mm-hmm. And Naomi's like, no, that's, that's good. You do that. You stay in his fields. Don't go to any other fields. You work with his young women. This is the plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the plan. And that's exactly what Ruth did. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So that's that's the end of Ruth chapter two. The end of Ruth chapter two. Um, I think like in in the first is it the first part? Yeah, in the first half of the chapter, Boaz tells Ruth that he hopes God will richly repay her and reward her. But then we see him doing everything in his power to be part of that <laughs> reward. Like you know, he um he tells her go ahead, drink from the water. Then when it's mealtime, he was like, come. And like, the Bible talks about him giving her bread and telling her to dip it into the vinegar. Mm-hmm. And then he gives her roasted grain mm-hmm. to eat as well. So like, he's not just saying, you could come eat. He's, he's giving her food. He's like, here, eat. Here you go. Here, I'll feed you, you know? And um, and then he tells his workers, drop the cheese on the ground. Like, this is like, this is a businessman, right? Mm-hmm. Who is basically saying, we can lose some of our profit. To make sure that this woman gets food, mm. like to me, that was like I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm, you know, <laughs> and so it was just it was just an interesting thing to process that this guy, yes, he's saying let God God will reward you, but he's going out of his way to be part of this reward, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm rooting for you, <laughs> Mr. Boaz. You yes. are the love interest of choice, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Yes, I, I, I support this ship. That. <laughs> um, and you like my second point is links to what you were saying earlier about Ruth that she's industrious, that she's disciplined. But I also wanted to mention that she was a she must have been a fast learner because I don't think prior to that day Ruth had ever had to go <laughs> collect sheaves and and um and beat them, them and... to get grain. Like this is not something she's necessarily ever done before, mm. but she decides this is what I'm going to do. 
um she decides she decides this is what she's going to do she goes and she does it and she does it well because she comes back with 33 liters <laughs> of grain and i'm like and i think i think that must have been like i think this is that is part of what why naomi was like where did you go because to collect that much grain right means that either she was stealing from the people's bundles <laughs> right or something was off because like mm. i don't i don't think like working for one day and it also tells to like the extent of how long she yeah. worked as well because like i feel like i'm thinking about wheat i don't know if that this time she's doing wheat or barley but i'm thinking about one of the what do you call them a stock yeah like like to me you don't get much from one right mm-hmm. and so it's the one one she picking up yeah all day like yeah it's something doesn't add up exactly yeah, and I, I think that i think that's i think that but i think her response that it was boaz's feel must have been like oh that makes sense that makes sense because <laughs> okay. i like it and it also tells us that naomi knows the type of person boaz, boaz is, is. Yes. Yeah. yes because she would immediately figure out he's taking care he's looking out for us <laughs> he's taking care of us you know mm-hmm. He's honoring the family um, connection. So, yeah. So, those are the points I have. You go ahead. Um, I I don't know if I sh- should have mentioned that one before. But it just... The the whole... it's I guess it was a small town kind of situation. Mm-hmm. People um, paying attention to each other. Mm-hmm. Like... Naomi knows who Boaz is, knows what type of person he is, and everybody knows about Ruth. And it made me think of this one time I saw um, one of our little cousins, not a first cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I watched him feed one of his little cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, we were at the church, and there were lots of people milling about. Um, it looks like the child's parents had left him, them together, or they were not too busy to um thing so he has his his food the older cousin's food <laughs> the little cousin is with him and he's feeding him and making sure you know he doesn't dirty himself and he the older cousin he, he just went to secondary he must school. Have been about 12 yeah, yeah so he's about 12 and i was just like it just touched my heart like mm-hmm. it filled me with so much joy and he will never know i saw that mm-hmm. but it will forever change my interactions with him yeah mm-hmm. and um my desire for good to happen to him mm-hmm. because i saw that and so it like it made me understand you, uh, why how people were reacting to Ruth. right yeah. yeah you see this kind of um um selflessness this kind of love this kind of loyalty and you can't help but want the best for her and like boaz want to be a part of mm-hmm. the reward that mm-hmm. she receives yeah so that that and it should pray it might help too (laughs) yes definitely yeah um but that made me think about something that um daddy has been talking about recently he was listening to a a rabbi and rabbi talk about the word charity Mm -hmm. and how it meant that um a lot of us think about oh um i'll give some of what i have um out of the goodness of my heart but what um, charity is supposed to mean um, is that it was never all mine to begin with. Mm. God gave to me so I can give to others. A stewardship right. type situation. And and Boaz's um, 
response Boaz is wanting to be a part of providing for Ruth um and, and Naomi and and Naomi right um gave me that um that same connection that um this is not God has blessed me I'm I'm well uh, a good businessman I'm wealthy um but it's also my responsibility to look out for those less fortunate mm-hmm. those vulnerable and that that um translated into his ask, asking that she be protected as well for mm-hmm. me the i this is a vulnerable young woman um who could be in danger i'm going to do everything in my power to protect mm-hmm. her and like yeah boaz like i've listened to pastors treat boaz like the the male equivalent of the proverbs 31 woman mm. and like i've never understood it i was like he was just an old guy um with with um resources <laughs> yeah but like studying yeah. now i can see like there are lots of qualities to admire mm. in it mm. yeah mm. yeah i'm i'm rooting for him wait for your boys right okay. mm. yeah. yeah i don't know that i have oh the other th- but this is a this is a god what I can learn about God is that you see him throughout the chapter they mention that um, God was the one leading mm-hmm. so God led Ruth to Boaz's field and um, God blessed them by um, Ruth ending up in Boaz's field and it just it goes to show that like something as simple as that you know um uh, Ruth deciding, picking up and deciding to leave the house and go out to the fields. Um, God could lead her and direct her t- into a path that changes her life and and history, all of history mm-hmm. um, yeah. as a result. And so it just reminds me of, you know, God's providence and his favor. Them working together is a big deal. Yeah, and <laughs> that's like you use so many like you said my first point and you even use so many of the same words I have <laughs> right? um, what I ha- literally have is God can set up the simplest situations for our good and I talked about Ruth choosing the field and also the fact that Boaz showed up when he did ah wow yeah because it says he was coming from Bethlehem like I, I think as a wealthy businessman he was not necessarily visiting this field fields. Not, not just all. I think he was visiting all his fields, but like, I don't think he necessarily is going to visit, visit this field every day. Okay. But he shows up on this particular day at this time where Ruth is visible to him. Mm. So I think, I think all of that was. I wanted to use the word orchestrated, but I felt like, yes, God is a musician. <laughs> <laughs> and the same, I don't, I, I didn't want to use the word orchestrated, but I think sometimes, he, I feel like he does put all the right things in place even in the simplest situations to work things out for our good yes i'm a believer in that i think like um i don't want to go as far as us being pawns Mm -hmm. i don't believe in that aspect i still believe in our choice our freedom of choice and us having our own wills i but i also believe in his direction and his moving things um as we move right Yeah. yeah Because the thing is, like, Ruth, he could have, the whole, the spirit could have nudged Ruth to go to the field. And she was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'll go tomorrow. <laughs> but, you know, she also f- followed. And yes. she, that was a choice she had. So yes. I think, like you're rightly saying, there is the element of choice. But as we choose to follow his leading and as, you know, as we move, 
he sets things up for our good. Yes, definitely. Um, my my point, my second point uh, about God is was a, is a, like a, a two way street that, mm-hmm. um, and it's based on Boaz. So sometimes God puts a Boaz in our life, not in terms of a, like a husband, <laughs> um, but just as in someone who is there who will who will bless us, who mm-hmm. will set things in our favor, and then the flip side is. Sometimes God makes us the Boaz in other people's life. Yeah. I think we were on the same wavelength this thing. Yeah. I, my point was, my second point about God was not in that sense. Well, maybe that's... It was in that sense. It wasn't about God. It was about us. Mm, it was our okay. point about okay. us. Yes. The, um, it was that God uses us sometimes to bless others. Bless. To, mm. be, to carry out his reward for them. Mm. Right. Yeah. 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 And so... We need to keep our eyes open um, for those opportunities to let God use us to reward and his and God. listen to His proddings and His nudgings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My I have three I have three points um in terms of my life mm-hmm. and it's one for each of the characters. Okay. So for me, it's Ruth's diligence. Like I really admire this woman who went out to work in the hot sun in a field. And like she only she took a break for shelter, she took a break to eat. But then that she worked through the day. Like that is a diligent woman. Like go hashtag goals. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, right? Yes. For the most part, like I want to be that diligent. So that's my thing. I need to be practicing going forward is boost diligence. Okay. The second thing for me is Naomi's gratefulness. Mm. Um Ruth comes back with the food and explains where it came from and Naomi's response is to thank God mm. and I think um, she could have she could have just thanked Ruth and she could have thanked Boaz <laughs> you know because Ruth did the work and Boaz <laughs> did the giving but she thanked God and I think um, sometimes in situations we thank people and yes they're deserving of our gratitude but I think we also need to acknowledge God's um, involvement Mm, okay. Um, his influence in the situation, his his providence in the situation. So I think that's another thing. That's the second thing that I want to practice. So it's Ruth's diligence, Naomi's gratefulness, and I think my third point is Boaz's kindness. And that's what we were just talking about in terms of being open and willing to be the Boaz in somebody else's situation. To be, you know, to tell people don't interfere with them, <laughs> <laughs> or to say like you know, deliberately drop stocks of barley so that they can collect. So, yeah. And I like that. I like that. And you say you say you said that deliberately dropping stocks. It it wasn't a handout. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the time people to give them um it will offend them. Mm-hmm. Not not that it it's necessarily a bad thing to give people, you know. Um did I write that down? I wrote down something. Where is it? Ah, right. The there's this concept that we shouldn't give the man a fish. We, we should teach him, him how to fish. fish, but like he needs to eat while he's learning how to fish. Yeah, he can't fish on an empty belly. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's I lo- I love the concept of giving. So she's yes she's here she's working, but we we make it a little easier for we're her. We're making it easier for her, mm-hmm. and like I really. I really like appreciate that concept for giving. You know, it's not 
he didn't just like come sit in the shade here's a, a thing and, of and I think he also may have understood that she would not have appreciated that. that yes that handout she's working she's come and she's working and she's being diligent and, and disciplined mm-hmm. and I think he understood that yes he could he could because I feel like he could have just gone after work and brought um she's to their house like yeah. he could have also gone that route yeah. but he was respectful of her integrity integrity and her dignity and the hard work that she was doing and he just made it a little easier for her yes, yeah. yes, yes. so like i i never thought like ruth could be about giving like mm. you could learn because to me this is such a a great model for giving to the the less, less fortunate, fortunate. Mm-hmm. of of like you saying um being um What's the word? Being mindful of their dignity. Mm. I f- I find a lot of a lot of the time, like you see it on on Facebook and YouTube all the time. These people f- videotaping themselves, um, giving to um, homeless people, or and I'm just like, I I understand the concept. I understand that when when we see those things, it makes us feel good. I understand that. Um, other people seeing it may want to do it. And I think I think for some people it's also an issue of accountability and transparency. Because like if it's a situation where you collected money from other people right. so you want to this this is where your money went. Right. But I think even in those moments we need to respect people's humanity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We really need to be mindful of, of maintaining their dignity and remembering that, you know, like um is this is this something they want everybody to see and and how it's being portrayed is that the way they want it they want to be seen well, just put yourself in the person's shoes like if you were in this situation would you want somebody to treat you like this would right. you want your your moments of um lowness to be displayed and broadcasted like this yeah. like exactly mm. I, yeah. I think i think there are ways to do it well, like like we think, we can find the Boaz way to do it. Yes, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely. Drop the sheaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think we got more from Ruth Chapter Two than we expected and intended. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. The discussion, I think, I think that's uh, for me. I've discovered that this is a vital part of Bible study. Mm. Yeah, having somebody to talk with because a lot of the the ideas and the and even some of the notes I have only hit home after we've begun discussing. Mm, okay. Hmm. So. I think that's it. Yep. So next time, Ruth chapter three. Hmm. And then we're done. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Almost. Okay. So this has been What Shall We Say to These Things? I'm TJ. And I'm MJ. And until next time, we're, we're out. out.